welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, with Mystic Daddy Juan and No Nutshot Nina, and yours truly, Motivated Let's get on with this shit. Welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of. My name is Motivated Andy, and thank you for joining us on this lovely Wednesday, April 27th. Thursday, 28th. Oh. But Whatever. But yeah. it was supposed to be the same thing. Anyway, my name is Andy Romero. I am joined by our lovely co-host. No Nutshot Nina. And unfortunately, one of our soldiers has fallen. Mystic Daddy Juan was rolled over by a cannonball that was shot from a cannon 5,000 feet away. And he is no longer with us. Stop that right now. Died a t- terrible death. He was on his way to go watch Batman. Stop it. And he was... Juan's fine. He was uh, so, so sad that Luke... Got punked by Bilal Muhammad, that he he was just he wasn't paying attention, and the the, the cannon shot right, and uh, it, it squashed his car. So, unfortunately, Juan has decided that because of that minor incident, that he is no longer going to be part of the show, at least for the time being. Hopefully, he comes back. He is more than welcome to at any point in time. But yeah, as of further notice. Juan is dead to us. Stop Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Stop. I'm actually stuffing my face with honey buns right now in remembrance of Juan. Uh, it's sad because he never got to see Batman, so we will never know how he truly felt about it. He told me, but he told it in its journal, and I stole it from him, so I know how he feels about Batman, but you guys will never feel that way about him. Anyway. Moving on from that, babe, what have we been up to since we've been gone? Since the last episode, we've been doing some traveling. Yeah, so Andy and I went with my boss and dear friend and her family to London, England. And we were there for just about a week. And we experienced all the beautiful history and super city that is London. We had a great time. With the exception of a lot of racist <laughs> British people. It was wild. It was like aggressively racist. It was insane. It was like, oh, there's like little racist, like little bullshit. But no, this was like hardcore, like get out of here. This was hardcore racist. You can't eat here. Like we're going to turn off the lights on you. And you know it's like, bad when, back when back you've been back rejected. Back to back to back. Yeah, it was like... Four times back to back. It wasn't once one thing here. One, it was like back to back to back. But anyway. Crazy. You know it's bad when the most acceptance you're going to find is the gay bar. When you're like, hey, I cannot deal with rejection anymore. I have to find somewhere where I can get a drink and dance. So the gay bar is the solution. But yeah. Uh, along with the awesome sites, we did get this awesome... Uh, What's it called? Tour guide for Jack yeah, the Ripper. Yeah. He nailed it. He was so dope. The free walking tours of London mm-hmm. were so cool. Especially, shoot, what was our guy's name? 
I forgot our guy's name. I forgot his name, but those amazing free walking tour of Jack the Ripper. Mm. And not really about him as much as his victims. It was so cool. Yeah, he killed it. Had very much inspo from from Hell, uh, the graphic novel by Alan Moore. But, yeah, that was dope. Seeing all the cool old shit was dope. Seeing all that armor was dope. Taking pictures of the king or the crown jewels was dope. Which you're not supposed to. So thanks for blasting that on the podcast. I don't give a fuck. You know... You know I'm not the only American that's ever done that. I gotta be like the fifth guy that's done it. Or something like that. Anyway. So yeah, we took pictures of that shit. Uh, the water. I don't know what's going on with England's water, but they need to figure out what a purifier is. And stat by a pure, by a Brita, baby something. Because your water, oh my god. I, I was going through caffeine withdrawals because I drank nothing but Coke. Because the water was just that bad. Like, we think that we have it bad here, but nah, it's legit. Their weed is like heroin over there. They get charged like heroin over there. Heroin. As weed. Like, the same charge. Oh, and they don't have bail. They don't have bail, <laughs> so you go straight to jail. Like Monopoly. No, no collect money, no, no jail. Just jail. Their drinks were cheap, though. There is no tax. And you can be drunkies in public, mm -hmm. throwing glass. Straight up. It was kind of crazy. It was fun. Just We yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, racist. Racist and... That water. Unflavored food. Oh, yeah. You guys need to figure out what salt and pepper are. <laughs> you poor people. Like, what the fuck happened to you? Ranch? There's no ranch? Oh, my God. There's no ranch. Yeah. So you can see, we were in a dire strait from the get-go. No ranch, weird toilets, weird water, racist. Yeah, the toilets were tiny. It was dangerous a bit, too. Like, I had to carry around a wooden knife okay. that I somehow ended up putting on the plane. Let's not air every <clears throat> single piece of no, laundry No, no, because also, like, we brought so much liquid on board of an airplane there was no reason, and it was not checked. We could have filled that shit up with stuff. Like, who knows? Nobody checked a damn thing. Andy. <laughs> and you're I not got, lying, but yes. This is how racist it is. You know, as soon as we're entering the company, who's the Our one group. guy out of the whole group that gets randomly checked? The brown Who guy. was it? Who was it, though? <laughs> who was it? Yeah. But, anyway. Moving on from that, London was great. Um... Yeah, moving on from that. We do not have a no-name. Well, we actually do. So there's this guy off of Bellator. He just made his way into the Bellator Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. His name is Danny Sabatello. I tried to get an interview with him, but he's, like, apparently too hot shot for me. But that dude is selling his fucking fights, like, so good. Yeah. He looks like a Guido from... Jersey Shore? Jersey Shore. He is oh, from Jersey. Shoot. But he... He talks nothing but disrespect to his opponent. Yeah. But he also talks up his opponent. Okay. And which is the way you should be doing call-outs. That's the way you should be posting up after a fight. Talking shit like, I just beat this super tough dude. Yeah. Now I'm going to beat this other dude and I'm going to make it look easy. I'm going to dog walk him. That's how you should talk shit. Yeah. Talk shit about your opponent. Talk shit about their abilities. 
but tough make yourself them sound up. like a tough opponent so that it just yeah, makes like, you look all that much better. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. He was talking a big game, and then he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Yeah. And it made it look even better. Especially, it just makes it look it makes it look better when you do what you say you're going to do. For sure. And when you're able to do it in an elegant way, where you're not making fun of somebody's like family, religion, looks, something easy like Kobe. Yeah. It makes me like appreciate it. And also, it makes me go like, Ian Gary sucks balls. Ian yeah. Gary's just like, uh, Connor's just so great. Connor, Connor, Con- Connor, Connor. Uh, I, I like that accent. I talk so much better than everybody else in the UFC. Just Connor and uh, and uh, Chael Sonnen are only better than... Michael Bisping would fucking wipe you off the floor with his <laughs> left eye. Like, I'm <laughs> just saying. One eye with a hand tied behind his back. He already has two knee replacements. So, that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. keep everybody's name out of your mouth. You're not that good of a talker. All you talk about is just... It's not even talk. It's just praise for Connor. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool. Be a fanboy. Like, it's fine. Like, there's plenty of fanboys out there. But be you. Right. You can't just be, I'm a Connor fanboy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's what San- that's what Danny Sabatello has going on for him. He's creating yeah. his own persona by being that good shit talker that... Mm-hmm. That praises his opponent for being tough, but mm-hmm. then it's like, but that's how you know I'm going to be that much better. Like, yeah. He does it. It's the perfect way to talk up a fight. Yeah. And sell a fight. Yeah. Because nobody wants, like, yeah, you can knock him out in 13 seconds, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Especially recently, there hasn't been that many good call-outs that I can recall. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just kind of boring talking. They'll call out a celebrity because that's cool and you'll get a mention or something, but... Yeah. <clears throat> Like, selling yourself, selling your opponent, and doing it in a way where I want to see if you're either going to get your ass beat or you're going to destroy the dude. Mm -hmm. That's number one goal, baby. Eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And he has got it. That is my no-name of the week. Okay. But, yeah. Danny Sabatello, keep an eye out for him. Bellator Grand Prix. If he goes on to become the champion, he's beating out Horiguchi. He's beating out Sergio Pettis. Well, not really. But that echelon of people. Yeah. The same group with Jan, Aljamain, like uh, Marlon Marias, mm-hmm. TJ Dillashaw. He, if he ends up winning this tournament, yeah, he will be up there. Okay. I'm not saying number one, but out of those ten. In the ranks. Yeah. Right. If he ends up winning the whole thing, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. But moving on to that, we have... MMA Minute. The MMA Minute. I, I'm not used to doing it. <laughs> That's okay. I don't even have my screen up. So the MMA Minute with No Not Janina. All right. So first <clears throat> off, Henry Cejudo meets with UFC Brass once Sterling in return. Cejudo is serious about ending his retirement and trying to fight again. He's back in the USADA pool. Mm-hmm. He took a picture with Hunter Campbell, who is... yeah. Dana White's right-hand man. Yeah. And there was this recent thing that I had asked Mike Heck about during his morning talk show. Is there was a video of Dana White where he had said that nobody knew who his next one up in line was. Except it wasn't going to be DC. Yeah. And he was like, you wouldn't know who he is. And I was just like, well, the guy follows UFC. Like, if you follow it half-decently... You kind of know who they are. Mm-hmm. It's like Dana White, Hunter Campbell, uh, 
you have Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby. Mm-hmm. The two matchmakers, Hunter Campbell's the lawyer. He's the one that gets all the deals done in Dana White. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of dealing with all the batshit crazy stuff, Hunter Campbell is that guy. John Jones, anything with John Jones, Hunter Campbell. Comes out of his mouth, comes out on Twitter, comes out with the Diego Sanchez whenever he was trying to sue with Joshua Fabia. Mm-hmm. He's the voice on the phone talking to Diego saying like, hey, like, this looks like you're going to threaten suit. Like, we can't have you doing that if you're trying to fight for us. Right. So, now, he is number two. He's meeting with number two and Sean Shelby, who is arguably number three. Right? hmm This looks promising. He has already said that he is willing to fight at 135 or 145. Yeah. He has said that he is in camp. He has said that he is going to fight in six months. And Henry Cejudo saying that he's going to fight in six months with a picture, yeah. with him entering the USADA trading pool, I believe it. with everything else, especially with the hunger that he has after training Korean Zombie and Zombie getting just annihilated like that, uh-huh. and seeing Aljamain Sterling as a champion, I'm sure it's like, uh-huh. damn, I destroyed the guy that knocked out Aljamain. Uh-huh. I know I'm better than that dude. Uh-huh. There, that thought i'm not saying it's true i'm just saying that thought has to have popped up in his head yeah especially now that you consider like maybe people didn't miss you like that like maybe they weren't clamoring for your return like you thought Mm -hmm. you didn't have the clout that connor would have had as a double champ yeah so now he's just like oh well i gotta make a comeback and he has plenty of things lined up for him and we will discuss that later but yeah i'm buying into Cejudo making a comeback before the end of the year. Do you think he will fight in 2022? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, moving on. Newcomer Barry says Jackson took the easy way out in disqualification win. UFC newcomer Dean Barry comments on his disqualification loss to Mike Jackson during UFC Vegas 52. This was after he threw a spinning back kick right to the crotch of Jackson and then followed it up with a sticking his index finger almost knuckle deep into the eye socket of Jackson. Yeah. I mean, both fouls were bad. And I don't care about if Mike Jackson is talking to you on the mat and he's having it up. You hit him and that's all that matters. Like, I'm sorry. Like, at a certain point, you do have to award like the victim yeah you can't you can't keep on making it uh no contest because that's not fair to the person that got fouled like they made weight they made they did a camp Mm -hmm. they didn't commit any fouls Mm -hmm. and apparently while we were out there was two guys that won via disqualification or not disqualification Mm -hmm. they committed a foul in the third round Mm -hmm. like halfway through and ended up winning because they score the the first two rounds Mm -hmm. Which is not fair because that third round might be contested. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, you just got out of a fight, essentially. Yeah. But you're being graded on the first two rounds. Which, if you're committing a foul, I don't get why you're being graded. Like, you shouldn't be able to win. Yeah. You're the one... The fight was stopped because you committed egregious fouls. Yeah. So, yeah, I just... I cannot fuck with this less. Like, this is the worst... Like, keep your mouth shut. Especially if you don't know the fucking rules to the point where you're like... I mean, it was knuckle deep. I show you the picture. It was, like, fucking in there. It was not... It was a fish hook in the fucking eye. Yeah. Like, straight up. 
Like, if it was a football mask, you would have seen the figure hook. Ew, yeah. Like, it was fucking gnarly. And yet, he luckily was able to blink after that. Mm -hmm. Like, thank God. But, like, DC, in the same kind of thing that happened with Stipe, it was pretty much the same thing. He ended up getting, like, a ruptured cornea. Ew. Like, all kinds of fucked up shit. People's, like, careers end after eye pokes. Yeah. Luckily, he is able to see, but luckily. Like, this could have been so... Like, if he lost his eye... that guy that we watched on Tough? I forgot his name, but yeah. A torn retina. On like, both of his eyes, yeah. too. Retirement. And before he was his killing it. And he was started, killing it. Before he ever even made it pro. Right. That was crazy. So, yeah. No, I... Fuck uh, Dean Barry. And just shut up. Especially if you're committing fouls like that. Like, just... Take it like a man. Yeah. You gave it like a man. Take it like it. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, Volkanovsky is feeling kind of bad after his last victory. He tells Zombie to reconsider retirement. Um, as we know, Alexander Volkanovsky, he tells Chael Sung Young that he doesn't want him to be too hard on himself after their UFC title belt, which I appreciate Volkanovsky kind of trying to like extend some encouragement to Korean Zombie because Zombie fought the the elite, like the Mm -hmm. top of the top and good for Zombie for always being like at a champion level whether Mm -hmm. he's made it there or not what a career and he still believes that he's got something to give and to learn and to like, you know move Mm -hmm. forward with Yeah, Korean Zombie has had nothing but like main events lots Yeah for the past like nine years or he something, he only trains five round fights. Yeah, the, like the poor guy has never had a three he round fight in the past like ten years or something. For twenty five minutes. So yeah, no Korean zombies goaded. Uh, Volkanovski. I mean, Nothing like like we were saying to like just be right. like lifting up his opponent who's yeah. a challenger for his belt. Mm-hmm. And I mean Volkanovski. We were already talking about it before. Like this can cement him in like all time grades. Oh, we're yeah. really talking about Aldo. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Holloway. Yeah. Which he beat twice, twice. And him. So, yeah, like, and that's where, like, Aldo, the only reason Aldo, Ortega. for me, nah, he's, I mean, no, like, I'm talking about, like, all Literally. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's Aldo, him, and Max. Yeah. But. Hey. It's getting closer and closer. He is getting closer and closer to overcoming Aldo. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who's going to beat him. Zombie, you think? No, no, no. Volkanovski. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Sorry, guys. The cats. So, yeah. uh, Volkanovski, I think, is doing a great job. Uh, I don't don't know. He he just keeps on winning me over. It's not like I ever hated him. It's just that these people that that I... You had too many other... Fans, or like you were a fan of too many other people in that division. Right. I mean, like I grew up watching Aldo. Yeah. I grew up watching Holloway. I grew up yeah. watching Korean Zombie. Mm-hmm. Like these are the names that have been around for you know at least five years, hardcore style yeah. in my head. Yeah. So it was just like Volkanovski came in like a storm and I just was... fucking out of nowhere. He is uh, on a ten fight winning streak, I think. So yeah, he is, and he is looking fucking perfect. He does. He look he perfect. fucking pitched a shutout against Korean Zombie. Like, I thought after the first round, like 
it's done. Like, there's nothing that he can he do. He's had a master This will get finished in the second or third. Yeah. Somehow it ended up in the fourth. Thank God yeah. the ref stopped it right away. But, yeah, uh-huh. no. Uh, yeah, Volkanovski just get looking that much better. He's getting up there in pound-for-pound rankings. A lot of people have him, Kamaru, him, Izzy. Yeah. Which I would agree, except Izzy has more title defenses, I think. Yeah. So I would have a Kamaru, Izzy, and then... Volkanovski, but it's only because of title defenses. That's right. literally it. It's just resume. But if he does have more than Izzy, then I'll give it to Izzy. And then Francis? Yeah, and then Francis. Okay. Volkanovski's wins are just so good. Yeah. Korean Zombie finishing Korean Zombie. Yeah. Handedly. Easily. Mm. Beating Max Holloway twice. Max Holloway is a tougher fight than a lot of those other people have had. I mean, Kamara Usman knocked out or him, Masvidal, which... I don't you know, see anybody taking Volkanovski down anytime soon. I don't either. So, it'll be fun to watch. Especially if he considers going up to 155. Yeah. That would be really, That'd really be fun. Sick. But yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, the lawyer of Tyson is saying Tyson should have shown some restraint during that airplane, Fergus. Melvin Townsend, the third's lawyer, recently spoke to TMZ. We can all agree... Fuck Melvin. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> what we were talking about is that airplane incident where somebody was like being just mad fucking annoying to Mike Tyson. Like you yeah. can tell he was behind the airplane seat. He was super hyped, like he was drunk. Mike Tyson was just chilling, you know. But this guy was full on, excuse me, harassing him. Yeah. Full on harassing him mm. and being so aggressive about it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so then Mike Tyson ends up hitting him in the head like five or six times. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what you end up getting. Like, mm-hmm. eventually you end up fucking with the wrong person, and Mike Tyson is always going to be the wrong one to fuck with. Like, come on, let's have some common sense here. Like, maybe don't fucking poke the bear. The bear being Mike fucking Tyson. Don't do that. Yeah. Moving on, Joanna Jodjechik. Um, is willing to go five rounds in the UFC 257 rematch, rematch that she has going up against Zhang Wei. All right, moving on. So Joanna John J. Chick is willing to go five rounds in UFC 275 rematch against Zhang Wei Li. The bout is currently scheduled for three rounds. Apparently, Joanna just signed a new contract with the UFC for six fights. I don't think they're going to give her five rounds, though. I feel like they would only do that for, like, Connor or Nate. I mean, they did it for Rafael Dos Anjos and Moicano. Um, did they? Yeah, because they were a main event for another main event. Like, they were a main event for a different card. Okay. And for whatever reason, their fight got moved to... Well, that makes sense, but I don't think they're going to do it for JJ. I mean... I would love to see this as a main event for too. a fight night. I would too, but like it doesn't have to be a pay per view. Yeah. Like, but I get it because she's not gonna fight in anything less than a pay per view. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a loss. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't know. Because their first fight was so fucking good. Why would you not want five rounds of that? Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But also, only if they're getting paid. Yeah. Fuck fighting a five-round fight if you're only getting paid for a three-round fight. Right. For real. Um, Paige Van Sant is having a lot of fun right now 
with Bare Knuckle Fighting um, AEW. She's on social media. MMA still up in the air, but she says she's having fun for now. Yeah, and as much shit as I gave Paige Van Sam for being in the UFC, yeah, I am happy she's making money. Mm-hmm. Especially in a sport where a lot of people that leave UFC don't make money. Yeah. And she's making more than she ever made in the UFC, so mm-hmm. props to her. And she's having fun. Like, yeah. who the fuck cares? Yeah. But, you know, it, the only thing I was mad about it is just, like, she's not relevant in MMA in terms of being in the UFC. Like, why are we watching Paige? Um, I mean, I don't care about BKFC or AEW. Yeah. But I'm... I'm stoked that life outside of the UFC is not another train wreck. There's actually a success story. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for her. Good for you. Keep on selling those rolling fans. <laughs> uh, TJ Dillashaw is saying Aljamain Sterling isn't UFC champion caliber, but stylistically is perfect for me. So, TJ sounds like he's given Aljo a call out. Yeah, uh, that's that's the fight to make, in my opinion. Uh, TJ, say what you will, did not lose the 135-pound belt. Uh, Was he taking EPO during that tenure? Possibly, but I can't prove it, so who the fuck cares? Yeah. He went out there, had a war with Corey Sanhagen, edged out a very, 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 very close fight. Yeah. And a fight that we're forgetting about. Like, that was a fucking fight of the year contender. Yeah. Uh... But, I mean, it was last year, so... But still, like, that's the caliber of fight of the year. So we're talking about a lot of these fights recently, like, their fights of the year. Like, was that last year? Yeah. But, yeah, no, TJ Dillajaw's doing the right thing, going after Aljamain Sterling. I do believe that TJ is a completely different animal than Piotr Jan. I don't think Aljamain Sterling's wrestling is that much of a fear factor to TJ Dillashaw, a guy that was, you know, raised by wrestlers in... Uh, team Alpha Male with Uriah Faber before he, like, you know, canned them. Yeah. And TJ Dillashaw's a very, very smart fighter, and he's very, very good. Right. Um, we'll see. We'll see when Henry comes back, but it would be a very, very good fight. Yeah. All right. So you are going to have to help me pronunciate this next name that we're going to talk to. But Bellator 279 winner, Patchy Mix, finds it so prestigious to have... Kyoji Horiguchi. Yes, thank you. His name on his record. He went out there and he played a perfect fight against Kyoji. Yeah. Uh, Kevin is right. Kyoji sucks. <laughs> Fuck Kyoji forever. He's no longer in the top ten of the No Name MMA Show official rankings. Fuck him. Uh, fuck him. And, uh... Fuck him. Congratulations <laughs> to Apache Mix, though. He really did a good fight. He played Kyoji perfect. He uh, wrestled him, kept him down. That's all he needed to do, and he did it. So, yeah, yeah. congratulations to Apache. <laughs> Moving on in the Bellator Grand Prix. Yeah. Family Grand Prix. All right. Jessica Andrade taps Amanda Lemos with first standing arm triangle in UFC history. That's fucking insane. This so chick crazy. has wins in 115, 125, and 135. And she says, Why keep me know? ranked in all, and I will fight in any division you want me to. I will be the first with some of these. Like, fucking insane. She ties Amanda Nunez's records for stoppages. That's so insane. Or wins. One or the other. But it's still fucking crazy. This tiny little violent woman. Yeah. She's like four foot nine or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's 
destroying ladies. But yeah, congratulations to her. Yeah. All right, Claudio Puelas adds another knee bar to his resume with slick submission finish against Clay Guida. This dude pulled a fucking wizard trick and got a knee bar. Yeah. <laughs> like Clay Bar, uh, Clay Guida, Clay Bar. Yeah. Clay Guida was on top in guard and he swept him in this perfect way and yeah. got a, a knee bar immediately. Mm -hmm. Like it looked like he fucked up Clay Guida's knee. Yeah. But he got it immediately, just snatched it. I think I'm and afraid they... of like knees and leg injuries now ever after seeing, um, shoot, what's his name? Mm -hmm. Who cracked his leg in half? Oh, Connor? Chris, Chris. Oh, Chris Weidman? Weidman. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, Chris Weidman, Weidman, a year Sunday that that happened. Oh, oh, it turns yeah. my stomach. Yeah. Those legs. Uh -huh. Oh, God bless those legs. Fucking crazy that he's like <laughs> able to fight right now. Like he would be able to fight if he wanted to fight. Like a commission would okay. Stand. I don't know if a commission should, but yeah, he could. Which is insane that he's able to walk after that happened to his leg. Mm -hmm. Insane. Yeah, no, Claudio Puelles, 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 Claudio Puelles, mm -hmm. with another knee bar, three in, three and the first to have three under his belt in the UFC. Crazy. All right, Charles Gordain snatches one arm guillotine choke to tap out Lando Venata in first round. And then calls out Edson Bar Barbosa and promises no grappling. Um, I mean, that's a good call out. Edson, I think, is just too high in the rankings, mm. unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Even though he's probably, like, top 15 or something. Mm -hmm. I think Edson does work against Jordan. Also, Lando Venata was doing work in that first round up until he got caught in that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe we relax a little bit. But he looked really fucking good in his outing, so I can't say anything bad. Yeah. All right, and then lastly, Marc-Andre Barrialt pulls off nasty mounted guillotine choke to finish Jordan Wright. Yeah, Jordan Wright and Marc-Andre ended up getting pushed to the main event. Yeah. After Chase Sherman and, why am I forgetting the heavyweight? Um, but yeah, after him and the heavyweight spike gets called off, Marc-Andre and Jordan Wright get pushed up from the main event in the prelims to mm -hmm. being in the main card. Mm hmm uh, Mark Andre goes out there and gets a first round finish. So crazy. Four first round subs. That's so sick. Eighty percent finish rate. It was a pretty good fucking card. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. All right, and that's it for this week's MMA minute. Over to Mister Motivated for it's time. <laughs> Thank you. So first, let's talk about UFC 274 featuring Hamzat, Aljo, and Volkanovski. Out of those three names, which one were you most impressed with? You did not watch the Aljamain Sterling fight, but it wasn't, what would I say, really that watchable in terms of entertainment value. It was a good fight. Don't get it twisted. I'm not talking shit about Aljo. I will say... <clears throat> The name that I don't see on here that I would say is Gilbert Burns. Because I fucking believed in Gilbert Burns to win that fight against Hamzat. And I was wrong, but 
damn if you did not remember Gilbert Burns' name after being the first one to not be knocked out or TKO'd or submitted in the first round by this man. And you go all five rounds with him. Three. Three rounds. No. Just kidding. Three rounds. But, I mean, it should have been five rounds. Yeah. I mean, that's the fight that everybody was waiting for in that pay-per-view. That was um, probably, like, the biggest impact. Yeah, fight. from going to absorbing two strikes, four thrown at you through yeah. four UFC fights. Mm-hmm. So then getting landed on by 120, 119 significant strikes. Yeah. And going all three rounds with an absolute monster. Yeah. Goes to show that there are impact levels to it. Right. Hamzat, though, I mean, for his fifth UFC fight, goes out there and beats Gilbert Burns. Mm-hmm. I think he beat Gilbert Burns. I think it was a close fight, but I think he edged Burns out. Yeah. But, I mean, damn, if Burns was not like, I'm a fucking dog and you're going to be in a Take fight. Your ass out. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna make you remember me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fucking did that shit. Mm-hmm. And it proved very much, like, after seeing that fight, how kind of green Hamzat can be. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of room for improvement, which he has plenty of time. He's very young. He's very, for very sure. like for good. Sure. Yeah. But I think the he needed like to be I'm still a bit. I'm, I'm still very much like Kamaru Kobe one A one B. Yeah. And if he ends up getting a fight with Kobe Covington for five rounds, I got Kobe easy. I got Kobe coasting for the first three, turning it up in the last two, and winning a decision over Hamza. Yeah. I do not think Hamzat wins against Kobe via KO. It was humbling. It was a very, uh, put you in your lane. But, I mean, it was still fucking impressive. It really was, yeah. But you could see, like, yeah, no, he wanted to get in a brawl. He wanted to get in a fight. He wanted to put on a show. The crowd Mm -hmm. got to him. Maybe he learns from it and he becomes that much better. Mm -hmm. I just think that Kobe Covington has been in that spot of a main event. Yeah. Multiple times over. Where Hamza <laughs> is just getting there. Yeah. And I don't know if the growth is going to be that exponential to beat out Kobe Covington fair and square in a cage fight. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But do you think Kobe would beat out Hamza? Yeah, because also I agree. I think Kobe is in that number one spot and there to stay for a while too. Because... He could get Kamaru one day. I don't know if he is all time better fought than ten Usman times, always, but I think he could, yeah, eventually get a... If they fought 10 times, I think he would get a couple of wins. Exactly. I think Kamaru's going to have the upper hand with them in the majority wins, but I think Colby's like that real distinctive number one challenge to Kamaru Usman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we then have two historic finishes, which we just went over, uh, with Dana White being correct this weekend going in, saying, you cannot judge a fight card based on the names on it. Yeah. Being proven last week, uh, four finishes out of five fights, 80% finish rate, all first round, all subs. Insane. Out of the knee bar. And out of the standing arm triangle. Yeah. First in UFC history. Yeah. Versus Charles getting three knee bars first to do it in the UFC. Yeah. Which one do you think is more impressive? I mean, 
Jessica Andrade is a tiny woman, too. Yeah. She got an arm triangle, like, standing arm triangle. She was, like, lifting up. I'm going to have to definitely say that any women that are doing things that have not yet been done in the UFC, they are already fighting an uphill battle, working harder than the men in the sport. So anything that they do is going to be more impressive. Fair point. That shit was the first. Jessica Andrade will be always the first UFC fighter, uh-huh. Uh-huh. not women or man. Yeah. First UFC fighter, period, to do a standing arm triangle. Right. So, which is fucking dope. Sick. Also, again, in the first fucking round. Yeah. So, if you're not watching fights, sorry to tell you, you should be. Because yeah. <laughs> you might fucking miss a gem of a fight card like we had last weekend. Yeah. Now, moving on to this coming up weekend, we have the Bantamweight matchup between Rob Font and Cheeto Vera. Cheeto! These guys are in the top 10 of the Bantamweight division. We have champion Aljo, number one, Piotr Jan, TJ Dillashaw, Dominic Cruz, Aldo, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, Cheeto, Rob Font, so on and so forth, Sean O'Malley. If Rob Font, who would you have him fight next? And for Cheeto, who would you pick? Damn, I don't know. I don't know. I guess... If either one of these guys picks, they have to go up. Who was the last one to fit Jose Aldo? Um, Jose Aldo... I think he beat Rob Font. Yeah, so... Yeah, he did. He handily beat him. So that would be who I would pick for Cheeto. Aldo? Uh, For Cheeto Vera. Uh Uh-huh. Damn. Okay. I think Cheeto's like... Well, no, Cheeto Vera lost to Aldo. Oh, he did? Yeah, he got pat-packed in the first round, and Aldo just kept him down. That that could be a good rematch, though. Yeah. Um, And then for Rob Font... Damn, I don't know. This last Rob Font fight that I saw was sick, too. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Rob Font's better than I thought he was. Because for yeah. so long, I didn't know who Rob Font was. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, and then I, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm trying to remember the fight. Dang. So, yeah, he ended up uh, beating Cody Garbrandt mm-hmm. pretty handily. That was the fight that we were really impressed by him. Yeah. And then he fought Jose Aldo, lost a decision, and now is fighting Tito Vera, who is on a tear, but also did lose to Jose Aldo, which shows you how good Jose Aldo still fucking is after all these years. How insane is the man? But yeah, uh, for Tito Vera, I don't know. There's a lot of good options. A Sean O'Malley rematch is always a play, because that would be awesome now, especially now that Cheeto's doing better. Um... We do have Dominic Cruz waiting out in the wings. Eh. Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz rematch yeah. would be really nice. I'm down with that. I'm down with that because I think Henry Cejudo would be that ass. Schools his ass, yes. Um, <clears throat> and I don't want to hear a damn word coming know, out of after that he gets, smell. Yeah. What, you want Not 20 unanswered shots this time? Is that what Not you want, Dom? Damn word, Dom. Um, Let's Ugh. see. Yeah, no, Cheeto has some very good options. Uh, I'd love to see him with a top fiver, though. Mm-hmm. Give him Sanhagen. 
Sanhagen, uh, Piotr Jan maybe, some international flavor. Yeah. Uh, Ecuador against Russia. Yeah. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. The world's the oyster if Cheeto Vera wins. Yeah. If Rob Font wins, he's having a tough go. He's kind of trying to climb that upper echelon but can't really break through. Yeah. Dominic Cruz might be a good fit. Sean yeah. O'Malley might be a really good fit. Yeah. That would be a really good fight between two, like, stand-up boxers. And Rob Font's jiu-jitsu is no joke, so if you want to take it on the ground, he could really challenge Sean O'Malley. But yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. Really good fucking matchup. A lot of implications with this Bantamweight fight. I can't wait. Bantamweight is my favorite division, mm -hmm. so I will be watching. <laughs> but that is it for this week's show, if I can say so. I do think it's our best episode yet, despite being down one of our hosts. Uh... Babe, tell the people how they would love to talk shit, tell us our thoughts, rank and rate our podcast. All right, all right. So you can hit us up first on Twitter at NoNameMMA1, on IG at No.Name.MMAShow, or shoot us a snail mail email at NoNameMMAShow at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your week. It's good to be back from me, Motivated Andy, and my co-host. No nut shot, Nina. Talk at you guys next week. Hopefully it'll be Wednesday this time. But, yeah, enjoy the fights. Invest in your mental health. As always, fuck you, John Jones. Fuck you, John Jones. And rip one. Oh, my God.